This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Heineken. With all the stresses of life, it can be easy to lose perspective on what really matters. But Heineken knows what's up. They believe that life is about being with friends and opening yourself to new experiences. Because when you live spontaneously and embrace the unexpected, it's a chance to create new stories and connections. You just have to be open to it. So enjoy a refreshingly cold, full-bodied Heineken lager today with its deep golden color, light, fruity aroma, mild, bitter taste, and a crisp, clean finish. Cheers! Support for today's episode also comes from Evelyn and Bobby. Evelyn and Bobby's women-led intimates company creates beautiful, purposeful products to make women's lives better. They've created the best underwear ever, combining unique softness with smooth, flat seams that offer a fit so comfortable you'll forget you're wearing them. Evelyn and Bobby comes in three silhouettes and one size that fits many with four-way stretch that moves with you. Trust me when I tell you it moves with you. Visit EvelynBobby.com and use code GROWN to get a free pair of knickers with any purchase. That's $28 worth of underwear. $28 value only when you use the code GROWN at EvelynBobby.com. Praise the Lord, niggas. To God be the glory. Look at y'all. Yes, I can't see them. I can't see not a one of you, but it's okay. It's amazing. Thank you guys for coming. Yes, you guys thank are awesome. Thank you all so much for coming to support us here in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I feel like it wouldn't be appropriate. And excuse my voice, I've been sick all week. I'm going to let you do what you do. But I feel like it wouldn't be appropriate if I did not troll the audience with a good song. Mm-hmm. But I didn't pick one to sing. It's all right. Just let the Lord use you. Don't leave me in oh, all this pain. Don't leave me out in the rain. Yes. All right. That's it. That's okay. all y'all get. <laughs> Maybe later I'll come up with something. Are <laughs> you going to be shy now? Are you whack? I know. I'm shy. But yeah, man. What's up, guys? Everybody feeling all right? Y'all got here? Y'all on time and everything? God bless you. Amen. We appreciate you for your punctuality and things of that nature. If y'all see me looking like I'm headbutting my phone, I'm looking at my notes, but I got that damn FaceTime bullshit. I no touch screen, <laughs> iPhone X oh, situation. Phone. No. Fancy. This is the only thing that I could Wealthy. get that wasn't going to break down. Wealthy. I think we should uh, start off with some trash. Let's do it. Yeah. You guys want to get We into don't have the clean up woman. She's not here, but. I know, but we Okay. <laughs> All right. So, did you guys hear about Kanye West? Rest in peace. He's dead. Yeah. Rest in peace always. Kanye gone. He's dead. Old Kanye's dead. Um, he defended his wife because... I mean, I guess. Niggas were talking big shit. Okay, so which niggas were talking? Okay, so Tyson Beckford had things to say. <laughs> Tyson. Tyson Beckford. Beckford had about what? About, about a Kim woman? Kardashian and her displaced hips. About a who what? <laughs> I don't know. He says some manner of she looks like a broken Barbie or something. Her hips. One hip is over here. A thigh is over here. I just paraphrased that in my own language, but it was something along those lines. So it was Tyson Beckford and then, you know, Nick Cannon 
formerly dated Kim Kardashian. I personally when? feel I missed all of that. Way back in the day. Oh. Nick Canada had all the girls. Let me tell y'all. I mean, each and every one of the girls, I'm not mad. My husband's in the audience and I'm so sorry, babe, but <laughs> Nick Cannon is clearly the goose with the golden dick Listen, because this nigga, like, <laughs> this nigga gets every baddie alive. I mean, models, listen, singers. I mean, hey, and I told y'all my Universal Studios story, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> so in good company up. and everything, you know what I'm saying? But I guess they all had things to say and Kanye West was tired of it and he was like, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Now, Okay. That is understandable. We can all agree with that, right? Like, you have to defend your spouse. That's what, you know, we, that's what we're supposed to do. Stay loyal to the team. It's, but I just have a really hard time, like, defending anything that's Kardashian. We don't have to. Okay, great. All right. I don't so, feel like we, do. <laughs> we can move right on to the. God damn. <laughs> Head but your phone. <laughs> okay. Cat <laughs> Williams. Oh. Oh boy. He's did still you, living too? Ooh. Oh, I guess he's just got an Emmy. He did he's get a lot. He's, he's alive and well. He was on Atlanta, Alligator Man. Okay. Shout out to him. Um, no shout out. But he went on Atlanta's station. I want to say it's V103. I could have very on the well radio, made that right. up. Yes. It was a radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, and he decided that he had a lot of things to say. First of all, the funniest thing about this entire situation is he wasn't even invited. So that this was not his interview. I don't know if you all know that. This was that light-skinned nigga with the Gaps interview. What the, light-skinned nigga the was the comedian? Gap? Red. Red. Red from BET. Red Grant? Is it? What's his last? Oh, it don't matter. Big it's old Grant country. Grant? Big old country yellow. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> so he was actually invited. He brought Cat Williams along. So I only saw bits and pieces, like very like clips since I was like scrolling through Instagram the only thing that I remember that he said that made me laugh was when this is when he was fighting with the lady in the wig Uh, right so he was like my hair is nine inches long and I was like sis girl he said like he said you will never be able to run your gnarly fingers through my hair (laughs) (laughs) your gnarled fingers and then when he said her wig was attached to her headphones and they came together, I lost it. But <laughs> the bigger discussion here oh, is, cat. did he have to be a whole hater on the radio? I mean, when we saw him, didn't he get in a fight with the child just a few minutes ago? Didn't he at a pool store? It was like a little boy outside. He like him up a little boy. But then he fought with somebody at a pool store. I mean, he's always in something. That's why when they say he got an Emmy, I was like, he went to work? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I mean, clearly. Evidently. So, Cat Williams had a lot of things to say. He said Tiffany uh, Haddish was not a comedian. She's I not mean, funny. That's just like niggas with no jobs talking about niggas who got jobs. Right. Like, all that nigga do is get up and go to work. I'm like, but you know. <laughs> Every day? <laughs> right. You heard about that nigga? He got insurance. Okay. <laughs> God bless you, Cat Williams. God bless Cat Williams. All we can do is pray for him. But Leslie Jones. Now, oh, why is she mad? Move on. Ooh, She's baby. really upset. Are there any children in the audience? Wonderful. Okay. Wait, yes? No? Was that a yes or a no? No? <laughs> Leslie Jones. Sorry if there's very hardcore Christian. Y'all listen to this show. Um, <laughs> Leslie Jones said Kevin Hart and Cat Williams can both keep, their na- keep her name out of their mouths 
unless they are eating her box. Ah, the yummy with the yummy, yummy. So, <laughs> took me back to high school in my good old suck my dick days. <laughs> so wait a second. Let me ask. I saw what I saw a bit of the what was it, when Kevin Hart was on the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. So I saw a bit of his response, but I'm not clear as to why Leslie is upset with him because I don't feel like he said anything. I actually don't know either. Okay, I no so clue. I just felt like she's just angry. She might just be angry. Maybe he said something that got back to her. Because I don't really know Leslie Jones to just pop off for no reason. Like, True. Like, I feel like there must be some more backstory. Because I don't want to just assume that Leslie so is... So we we'll will follow up on that. Okay. And we'll cover it on the next episode. Leslie. What else? Her hair was standing straight up, wasn't it? it was. <laughs> Can you imagine? Tell them niggas to keep my name out there. Like just, I'm tired. Hair just standing Leslie up Jones here. looks like a Basquiat painting. She looks like the little crown. You don't like my Basquiat? Like, just go on. Tell both them niggas to keep their name out my mouth. I don't want to hear nothing else. Like, girl. Ooh, okay. Oh, ooh, okay. Another Kardashian. Why? So, um... <laughs> Because trash is slow this week. Oh, okay? Evidently. It's slow. Chlorenthal. Okay. Um, Chlorenthal James Simpson. Chlorenthal James Simpson. Tristan Thompson. Chlorenthal James Simpson Thompson. They married? Storm. I don't know. Um, she went back to her husband. Oh, uh, husband? Baby's father? That's it. Right there. Okay. Partner. <laughs> Father of her child. Yes. There you go. That's really the it. The baby about name that. is Truth, right? True. The baby's name is True. 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 <laughs> True. And that's how she's going to be looking at them for the rest of her life like these niggas. That's how you know the Lord is, has, the Lord is petty. That's how you know the Lord is petty. Because he gives them these babies. all to name that baby True. Yes. So that she can hunt <laughs> yes, them for the rest like, of their lives. <laughs> He probably, every time somebody say it, he just slap his knee like, <laughs> Woo! That is golden. <laughs> Funny as hell. <laughs> True. True. I really hope she gets a little clip. Like, I hope that technology advances to where we can get, like, background music when we walk that goes with our souls. <laughs> and I hope that that baby has a little sound bite every time oh. for the rest of her life that says True, True. when her parents do some bullshit. I hate this fucking phone. I really, sincerely hate it's this right. phone. Okay, and I can't see. Who watches Married to Medicine? I don't. I love them. But. I do. I do. It's really, like, really for me, especially last season, because Atlanta Housewives was a little dry. But Married to Medicine was almost the best show on Bravo for me oh. last season. See, I need to watch it because I know I need to watch it now. So I went over Crystal Jean's house last night. That's her shit. <sighs> Crystal loves Married to Medicine. And Crystal and Asante, they refused to let me watch anything that I, I want to watch. When so I mean, it's so good. So they made me watch clips of um, Married to Medicine, Dr. Heavenly's husband, okay. lying on the same radio station Cat Williams went oh, on about this on? affair that he had. So wait, he had an... Daddy is cheating. Okay, wait, one at a time. Wait, one wait, at a time. Know, right. I can't see you all, and now I can't hear you. Okay, who said what? <laughs> Dr. G. Now, you, meth- you started wait. some meth. Wait. 
Wait a minute. Who's what? Who's Dr. G? Dr. G is Quad's husband. Oh, Quad. My God. You know. You don't lie on Heavenly Husband like that. Oh, that's why you were so upset. Heavenly Husband is a good man. Oh, okay. Quad. At least, at least right now, because Mariah tried to spill some tea. But I don't trust her. She's messy and she's pressed. That's the light-skinned one with the long wig. Yes, and the teeth. And the RBS. So, so yeah. She said, so, so, yes, Mariah, you can't trust her. You can't, tr- you can't trust her because have you looked at her mouth when she talks? She can't hurt. She can't close her mouth. Her teeth don't fit. No, no, no. It's not even just that. Like, her, it's not, her mouth, like, it does this seesaw thing, but what? it's not. There's nothing wrong though, so I'm not being I'm not being problematic. What? Her mouth, like everyone. I'm not getting a visual. Every once in a while, she'll be talking and she'll just talk and da da da, and then she'll be like, and and I'm like, what the fuck just she happened? She got that Bobby Brown like yeah. stroke jaw. I was just, I was She's trying like to a... be diplomatic, but yes, yeah, she has cracked jaw. So uh, everybody knows what that is. Don't be shocked. I mean. She What's does. Mariah's real name? Like, she, she's one of those. Deborah. Lakeisha. Uh, oh, she looked like a Lakeisha. Yes, honey. And what's her, her mama name. name? What's Mariah's mama name? Miss Lucy. Y- y'all be knowing. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> okay, so quad. 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 Miss Quad. Yes. Miss Quad. Miss Quad. Miss Quad. Quad. Hey, she Miss... got it. She's got it. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that. I much. love it. I watch Sister Circle with Tristan. Uh, so Tristan watched Sister Circle? He does. I'm sorry, babe. He said, yes, I do. <laughs> and you he know who got him right. on it? Dustin. Dustin. Dustin tried to, Dustin and Drew tried to get me to watch. I'm like, I actually refuse. Terrorists. But um, so Quad's husband, which I don't trust this. First of all, I hate this nigga's voice. My voice is deeper than his voice. Who? Dr. G? Yeah. Yeah, because he'd be like, um, well, let me explain. You know, and then let I, me explain. He'd be like, let me explain. And you know, she took my sleep number. He has that lying cadence to his voice too. So he's like, okay, well, let me explain. So we went to the hotel and I went upstairs and I realized in that moment I made a mistake. So I left out the room. Let me explain. And and, you know, I just told her, enjoy the room. And I went home and went to sleep. And then the next day, she called me. And I was like, please shut the fuck up. He was just lying through his teeth the what entire time. What makes me angry about that is that Dr. G is a psychiatrist. See, that's, that is, that is mean, terrorism. Domestic, domestic terrorism. He is writing prescriptions. Y'all should be alarmed. This is a public health concern. Yeah. Can we report him somewhere? So then they brought the they brought the lady who he was who I know what you was about to say. Brought, <laughs> <laughs> don't put me out there. Like <laughs> they okay, brought the lady, you know, who was involved mm-hmm. on the show, and she was like, "This nigga's lying." Evidently, she's like, "We <laughs> we had oral sex." Come on, she said his thing thing was little. Oh, and then Quad said, "Well, I believe it all," <laughs> <laughs> which was the biggest shame of it. She said, well, she, she, like, said, well, she confirmed the facts. Yes. She said, nailed it. <laughs> so, the story is corroborated. I and I know. am ready. <laughs> so, anyway, go watch the interviews. I sure will. Because this lady sure came back with facts and details and receipts. I love a, a good receipt furnishing. Me Just too. let me tell you. Let me tell you. And whoever that man is who runs that radio station in Atlanta, he has all the receipts. So, when he pulls people on for an interview, this nigga has his notebook. 
and be flipping real quick. I live for it. Let's go to the videotape. He's like, let's play the clip. Roll that beautiful (laughs) bean footage. Let's see. And then last on the trash, let's talk a little bit about insecure. Let's do it. Yeah. I know we're not insecurity. We're not. Did y'all listen to that already though, right? I hope you do. Okay. So where you want to start? You want to start with uh, uh, Nansford? (laughs) Sure. Even though I don't really trust niggas with light eyes. I don't either, honey. (laughs) Honey, the lighter the eyes, the bigger the lies. That's in the Bible. It's in Proverbs. going up for this nigga. They was like, oh, yes, he's so cute. It's in Proverbs. He's so diplomatic. (laughs) He fought for her. Nansford, I know that Nansford is a scammer because he also has that line, niggas cadence. Mm -hmm. And you got to watch. Let me tell you something. When a nigga just drift off into space mm. and then get to ask you them existential questions, you know that there is a dead cat Go ahead. Come line. on in. Welcome. Come on. Come on in. God bless you. <laughs> Don't tiptoe. <laughs> That's all right. But, but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't trust niggas with light eyes. So I knew from jump there was a problem. Which I think. So I've heard a couple of things. I've heard some people say that Nancer is locked up. Y'all think he locked up? He's in a what now? He a scammer. Yeah. Uh, oh, of yeah. the city key. girls kind. High key. Free JT. They say, well, they said, well, okay. I mean, it is plausible. He could have warrants. He could. He could be in jail. Because it's that nigga happened. hopped up out the Uber and booked it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I am not sticking around to find out. He's me. Oh, I I'm was out. like, oh, look at this mood. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get caught by, fuck 12. He was like, nah. <laughs> They're not going to get me. I just got here. <laughs> so he could be locked up. He could I be. am of the belief. But he's not because the, remember that the lady from Lyft. But they said that you can, you can have a call. You can, can be detained and still talk to the Lyft people, especially if it's a part of the investigation. I, that is not who I'm getting ready to talk to. Oh, okay. If I'm in jail. How well, I, I mean, what if they him? call him? Well, well, I don't know. I was just telling you, we was at the hair salon. Somebody was like, he locked up. <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm of the belief. That Nancer got a full-time wife and baby somewhere, probably back in Houston. That has been one of my, yeah, I have been thinking that, actually. Because, you know, back I feel like Texas. when he was looking off up into the stars when he was in the bed with Issa, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I actually like this girl. Damn. Yeah. So he had to think of a lie. He's like, uh, yeah. you know, everybody and he, in Houston you know. wants to do the same thing. <laughs> no, nigga, you came out here to make some money so you can go back and take care of your whole family, your three kids, and your esposa. Esposa. <laughs> So, yeah, so Nansford, he was a trash nigga. He ghosted her. You know, I don't believe in ghosting. You know how I feel about that. So, now let's talk about Lawrence and his burning member. Oh, yes. (laughs) The clapper. (laughs) (laughs) This nigga has chlamydia. That's it. I mean, that's really all that there is to say. People, wrap it up. Be safe. You can live your best 30s life or 20s life and do what you will, but... Just be, just protect yourself. But what's crazy to me about this whole story is like, you know how I said this, I think I said this last week, how like, it's like as soon as your last realize, it's like they smell that you got another situation. Oh, always. I told you it's the pheromones. I don't understand what it is. Is it like, it's like they'll be, they could be in other states, mm-hmm. even other countries, but it's like, yes. you come home from your date and that nigga be at the house like, mm-hmm. <laughs> pheromones. Like, I think that bitch is having fun. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
I got to wait a second. Where my phone? Like, I feel like, like it's the that's what they signal. do. It's, it's like, the like this nigga locking her pictures again. Like, I thought I blocked him. No. <laughs> I don't block niggas. You, you know don't? That? No. I want you to see me living my best life. No, I don't block. I don't block on my phone. I don't block on my social. Like, oh, social I block. But I don't block on my phone because I'm like, no, you're going to stop calling me. I'm not changing my phone number. I'm not going through all these extra steps. You're going to stop calling my phone. But, okay, so let's talk about uh, Tiffany and this uh, exorbitant baby shower. Y'all think... Uh, talk about the art? No, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, but <laughs> I don't want to talk about that at all. That, that was trash. That was not art. I said, now what? I was so angry. I was, <laughs> you know, I was watching it in the bed, laying down. And when I saw them pictures, I literally sat up like, I was saying, I was, I had the same reaction Monstar had. I know. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, you talk about the Transformer. Yeah. With his raglass. I don't know why he was invited. <laughs> Why? And why is him and his wife always separate? Huh. They got together long enough to make a baby. I was like, that was about to be the next thing out of but my when, mind. But when, how about, who would have ever thought that a married nigga could ever say, so we talking again? That was like, I said, is Mercury in the retrograde? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, that nigga said, so we talking again? I was at the house like, ha! Like, literally, <laughs> ha, ha. Like, I said, Molly is really a Christian. Because I probably yes. would have swung on him right there. At the baby shower. You know like, how I feel oh, okay. fighting at baby showers. <laughs> okay. Like, nigga, you want to square up with your big ass? Or what Come do you want to do? I can stand on this truck and <laughs> punch you in your face. I got hands. <laughs> so, but, no, I, I, I don't condone this relationship. And I hope that, I really hope this is finished. I hope it's done. I can't. You mean Molly and, um. Molly and Trent mm-hmm. and, and Monstar. I hope she get her a little bit of this dim sum. Y'all know he looked like that thing from Space Jam. <laughs> I want her to get her a little bit of this dim sum, honey. Just <laughs> Me too! Get a little bit of this dim sum, Me girl. too! I'm sorry, that's probably racist. I'm sorry, that's problematic. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I They're said sorry. <laughs> Don't tell nobody I said that. I want her to get some too. <laughs> but yeah, um, Tiffany's pregnant. I don't think it's Derek's baby, but we can talk about that later. But yeah, I think that's this it. Was a, this was a prediction back in the day. I was wondering if that left. You still yeah. don't think it's his baby? I still don't think so. Something in my shine. Well, if it comes out brown, if it comes out brown, then we know it's not his. Because both of them, they're both, they both, no, they're going to make a clear baby. Two light-skinned people make a clear baby. <laughs> it just is what it is. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to see. Watch that, that baby come the, out. The, the trash? If the baby come out Chinese. That's it. <laughs> All right, then. That's it. We're going to do shout out to my sis. Yes. My sis is uh, popping right now. Sure. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different um, for shout out to my sis. We're going to shout out two very important people as soon as I find their names in my phone. So um, let me ask, is Joel Johnson here? Where you at, sis? Yes, no? No. No, she's not here? Wait, do I see your hand? No? Okay. Nope. All right. All right. Here you go. How about uh, Marie Jasper? Hey, girl. Hey. God bless your precious little heart. You are going to be our shout out to my sis because you are the first person that bought a ticket to this show. And we just appreciated you. We want to thank you. Hey, y'all, come on in. Come on in. Don't tiptoe. Hey. 
Greet the people. <laughs> say hello. Good morning. Everybody say CPT. CPT. <laughs> <laughs> me too, all the time. <laughs> if it wasn't my show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I didn't need all that confirmation. I just wanted to affirm you in your truth. <laughs> That's uh, why it's no judgment. It's because it's literally. <laughs> but yeah, um, Marie, sis. Yeah, you're gonna get a t-shirt. We're gonna get you a t-shirt, boom. <laughs> we really appreciate y'all. No, but for real, like this this uh, whole podcast thing is a whirlwind to the both of us. It is, and um, we never ever thought that we would be doing any live shows, let alone traveling to other cities. So. We just really appreciate all of you for coming. Yes. And, you know, we wanted to acknowledge those who were, you know, quick on the trigger to get their tickets. Twitter fingers. Twitter fingers just out here like, well, I'm going. <laughs> Not playing. No games. Hey, let's do it. I Boom. love somebody who don't waste no time. Yes. And I'm, we, just, we just love that. So, so shout out to you, sis. Make sure you come and see us at the end of the show and we'll get you your things. Yes. We're going to have an awesome time. Support for today's episode also comes from The Hate You Give, opening in select theaters October 5th and everywhere on October 19th. The Hate You Give is a story about hope and standing up for what's right. It's a film that has the potential to ignite change. Star Carter, a 16-year-old who is constantly switching between the poor, mostly black neighborhood where she lives and the rich, mostly white prep school she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds is shattered when Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend, Khalil, at the hands of a police officer. Now facing pressures from all sides of the community, Star must find her voice and stand up for what's right. She must learn that in times of darkness, the key is to never stop doing right. The Hate You Give is based on the critically acclaimed New York Times bestseller by Angie Tom- Thomas and stars Amanda Stenberg as Star with Russell Hornsby, Regina Hall, Issa Rae, KJ Appa, Algie Smith, Sabrina Carpenter, Common, and Anthony Mackie. Don't miss the film that critics are calling the most important story in years. The Hate You Give opens in select theaters on October 5th and everywhere else on October 19th. Be sure to check it out. So I think now we're going to move on into the kitchen table. I think so. And we have a wonderful, beautiful guest in the house. I am. Is someone in the house tonight? I'm pressed. Because I have been like fangirling over this particular person for quite some time. Because I just love brilliant black women. And we have the opportunity to share company with one. So if we would all just welcome Miss Brittany Packnett to the stage. She's going to join us, and we're going to have an awesome time. She's going to grab her mic. Take your time, sis. I don't get no song. Hey, oh, we want one. <laughs> Jay can finish singing, I'm breaking my heart. Oh, I don't remember the rest of the words. <laughs> We could, next, next week, we got to talk about, oh, yes, y'all, make sure you set your DVRs because Iyanla and Braxton's chat. Oh, oh yeah, that is got to be on time for that. I'm ready to see Tamar's faces. Yep. Like, <laughs> the whole time. With that. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having Welcome, me. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you for Hi. coming. I'm glad to be here. We're so excited um, because, you know, you're just out here, just being out here, Puffy. trying and Some days it's easier than others, but I'm trying. I, listen, we fully acknowledge that. And we just wanted to talk to you about, you know, who you are and how you got here and hopefully glean some of your wisdom to help <laughs> us along our respective ways and pathways. So I'm going to ask right quick, like we know a lot about who you are now in terms of things that you've been able to accomplish as far as, you know, 
being the executive director. Um, now the vice president um, of what at Teach for America. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's yeah. a really long, important title. <laughs> Um, and you know, the, the task force that you were on for Obama, all these things, but I want to know about who Britney was then. Like, take me back to Britney, um, in undergrad, fresh out of undergrad. Like, what was she thinking? <laughs> Where did she think she was going to be? What were her, what were her dreams then? Um, you know, I don't, I definitely didn't envision any of this. I still ha half the time don't really believe that any of it is happening. And so I just try to be responsible with it. But I will say in undergrad, I think I was somebody who was, I didn't know it at the time, but I was somebody who was trying to heal trauma that I wasn't acknowledging. Um, and I was somebody who was trying to understand what it meant to internalize oppression as a, as a black woman. Cause I had gone to predominantly white schools like my entire life. Same. Um, right. And so you're in this space where you're like, am I pretty enough? Am I smart enough? Am I enough enough? Um, and so that was happening in undergrad all the while, I, you know, I was in some good relationships and some trash relationships. Same. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, um, right. also too as well. And telling people that taking like studying black history was what I was going to do and people were not going to debate me on that. So um, I, I like everybody else in undergrad, I was trying to find myself, but I was, my parents were always involved in activism and community leadership. So this was when Ferguson happened, when Michael Brown was killed, 15 minutes from where I lived at the time and where I grew up, um, it was, it was kind of a natural step for me to be out there. Yeah. Awesome. You had a question? Where'd you go to undergrad? I went to Washington University in St. Louis, in my hometown of St. Louis. Back up, St. Lunatics. Yeah, watch you. Although, I really, like, as a kid, I wanted to go to Hillman College. Of <laughs> We all did. So I went to the exact opposite <laughs> school. Yes. I was devastated to learn that that was a fictional place. Weren't we all? Weren't we all? Crush. I just yes. knew it was real. I knew right. I was going. My I, life was just on track sad. until I, then. Very sad. <laughs> I also went to a PWI, so... Yeah. yeah. So now when I go to like my friends' homecomings, I'm like, oh, this is what I missed. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. A whole lot of must have been here. nice. Yeah. <laughs> must be. No, go ahead, sis. <laughs> <laughs> what would you? You're gonna do that? The intro to that song though, and he'd be like, A O U. Because <laughs> that's what I sound like right yeah. now. A O U. <laughs> must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> People really buy tickets to live concerts. <laughs> they really oh, do. Oh, they do. Listen. They really do. My, my, a lot of people know my boyfriend, Reggie. He's here. Hey, hey Reggie. He went to a live concert. He said the aunties was out there. I saw him over here. Thighs was out. Kneecaps was out. Shoulders was out just like this. Yes. Of course they were. They were leather like, pants. yes, life. Leather pants. Like leather pants, leather boots. Fanny packs and figaro chains. Les All lots of Leslie it. Jones hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> New the album cuts, the singles. Listen, they go I was, hard for life. I went over. It was over here, one of them parks y'all got in Philly. It was a festival. Say it one more time. There are a lot of parks here. One of, Franklin, one of them. One of them. But uh, it was like it was a festival. It was like Fantasia and Drew Hill. You know, I'm a Drew Hill fan. Oh yeah. Oh, because this but life. Listen, I was getting my life. But um, Fantasia performed Life Sung, though. And to your point, I'm telling you, somebody threw panties at Life. <laughs> no lie. I don't got no reason to lie. Like, legit. <laughs> I was stunned. I saw somebody throw panties at, at Silk. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those panties are probably, like, from Dillard's or Baby. someplace. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, like they're no, not Victoria's Secret bags. <laughs> right, right. They were like, come on, good old department store panty. May and They had a matching camisole or something. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a one piece. Royal. She worked hard for she it. She got my teddy for <laughs> life, honey. Hey. Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> You see how we be in a tangent? Now, every no. time. Oh this is my fault. He got all the responsible questions. I got all the bullshit. No, I like, you like your chicken wings. Because marriage to medicine is my stuff, so we can talk about whatever. I'm ready. Y'all just I love the way Quad says Gregory. No, Gregory. 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 Why would you do this to me, Gregory? <laughs> like, you are straight up from the South, and I love she it. She makes it like a five-syllable word. Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> she leans on it. Right, right. We love her. I love Miss Squash. She's my kind of dramatic. She make her own theme song. Truly, truly. I, I'm going to make one one day. Me too. You, sh- you already got one. Do I? What's yes, the lighter. Song? Oh, you're right. <laughs> yes, I do. And I don't have it on me today. You don't. I, I just, know you're feeling like you lost your security blanket. That's why I brought my fruit punch. I know. It's not real fruit punch, though, y'all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's medicated fruit punch. It's medicinal. <laughs> Medicinal. <laughs> Medicinal fruit punch. But you know. Just use something to calm my nerves. Just the bomb in Gilead. Do what huh? you gotta do. Literally. Yeah, do what I gotta do. <laughs> the bomb in Gilead. Day. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, let me, I'm gonna try to get back on track. Mm-hmm. So how much, how much of your, your life has gone according to plan? Absolutely none of it. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you really want to know all my business, I was engaged at one point. Okay, well, let me Screw it on up. Like, I'm gonna just tell you my business. So I was I was engaged at one point to a very nice person. Mm-hmm. I, we grew up together. Uh, he like legitimately is nice. I'm not just saying it. Uh, but I, um, if we had got married, I was living in D.C. at the time. I was teaching. If we had got married, I would have moved back home to St. Louis. And I just all these things that I wanted to do in my life, I never would have accomplished. Like more school, other professional accomplishments, all those kinds of things. And I had a dream one night. Where I was literally standing in a house, barefoot and pregnant, and like unhappy. Oh dear! Um, and I had looked at like this is all my business. I had looked at uh, like a, I was standing in the kitchen in the dream, and I looked out in the living room, and uh, over the mantle, you know how if you take a picture down that's been there for a long time, you can see the outline of a picture. Well, there are a bunch of outlines of like pictures and certificates, but instead of them being taken down, what I realized in the dream was that they were the things that were supposed to have been there. Uh, and Heavy. so I, I was like, Heavy. I just woke, I woke up really clear that like, this is not my destiny, yeah. right? This is just not my purpose. This is not my destiny. This is not my person. Um, and it's going to take me down a trail in life that's going to be hard for me to recover from. Right. And so I broke off that relationship. Um, it was very hard because lots of people knew us. Like I said, we had grown up together. So people were very attached to the idea of us, but I can't be more attached to the idea of something than I am to the reality of something. So I like, I was like, I love you, but you know, I'm gonna have to love you from afar. Um, and I can, tr- <laughs> my boyfriend's typing real loud. <laughs> Come on. He was like, excellent choice, babe. He's like, that nigga walks so right. I can run. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Basically, um, you need to send him a card every year. Right, every anniversary. Thank, Thank you so much. Incredible <laughs> arrangement, something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I broke off that relationship, and honestly, that was one of the most courageous things I had done to that point, personally. And every time something gets hard, and I wonder if I can 
make a different choice, if I can veer off the track that people have set up for me or people think I should be on, if I can correct myself and reflect, like every time I wonder if whether or not I'm able to do that, I look back at that moment. And I'm like, look, if I was able to face the humiliation of breaking yeah. off a, a very public engagement, then like I can, I can really face anything, it's okay. So the answer is no. My life has not gone the way that I planned, and I'm actually very grateful for that because I just genuinely believe God's plans are far better than mine. Every time. Isn't it wonderful? Every time. It's fantastic. So, I'd be I like, oh, this show. is what you had planned? I was tripping. My bad. Listen, <laughs> Do what you do. Let I, me get out your way. I was engaged before. Really? Uh-huh. I was engaged See, before. See, this is why you tell your business, because people think that it's, it's like fine. some kind of shameful, shocking no. thing. But it happens. But it was in, in, in opposite. The listener, I feel like the listeners. He, they, um, His name was Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how we feel about niggas named Ryan. Uh, but we he broke about it. The, the wedding off. But funny enough, as you're sitting there talking about your emotions and, like, you know, where you, you your life would have been in a totally different direction, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't have any career goals. Yeah. It just kind of was like, I'm going to get married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we'll figure it out. But it wasn't the proper feeling. Yeah. And I, there would be no getting grown. There okay. would be no ASAP Noah. There would nope. be no. That's what I'm saying. You can connect all that. the dots from if, if you had gone this way at the fork in the road versus if you had gone that way. Right. So yeah, I feel you. You know what it is. I'm I'm glad to be on this side of it though. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Come on, what is testimony service? Yeah. This is this has been a lot of Clark sisters references, by the way. Listen, you know I don't, I don't know if they listen to the show, but I you know. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. There was in four different keys, but we appreciate your spirit. Right. She's sings. six. Y'all know that Jay sings. Sings. enthusiasm. I will Jay. never stop. She sings in Z flat minor. <laughs> it's all right though. The Lord is okay. Um. <clears throat> so, how much of your life? Okay. So, uh, we talked. You, you said it's something about purpose. You know, this was not your purpose. Do you feel like you have found purpose, or are you still figuring it out? Um. I feel like I'm still figuring it out every day, but I try to be self-aware enough to, to listen mm-hmm. uh, and to receive from wherever it's coming from. Um, I do feel like I started to force myself to get really clear and get really aligned. And I feel like, because this kind of platform that has happened over the last couple of years, it's not something that I sought and it's completely unexpected. Fair. And sometimes I feel like I'm running and still trying to catch up to my understanding of how to use it responsibly. But I do feel really responsible to people. Like, I feel really responsible with the platform. And so for me, I feel like my purpose is to, to speak truth that moves people to action, right? That, like, if you listen to me, you go do something better. You go think about something differently. You can go face your life, right? You can go face another day. Like, if I can give you any of that, yeah. then that's a seed worth planting, what that looks like, I'm still figuring it out, right? Like, what that, what that, how that will actually manifest, I think I'm still trying to figure out. But I do want to be a person who, as my friend Jovi and Zane says, lives on purpose. Absolutely. Like, there is no other way to live. Because uh, I've lived out of my purpose, and I've lived in my purpose. And I can tell you straight up that living in your purpose is not always easy. But it's much, much, much more worth it um, than living outside of it. So, like... <clears throat> what you're saying is really resonating with me because um, I, too, feel like I've stumbled into this life that I never saw for myself. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would get my degree and then, you know, go sit at a desk and, you know, turn out these right. papers um, and live a quiet life. Um, but, you know, 
none of that has happened. Um, and there have been moments when I've been, I, I'm, I'm going to say it like this, the shock. Like, <laughs> I still am in shock. I'm shocked that all of y'all are here. I'm shocked that, you. you know, I look, you know, we look, you know, people still listening to the show. Because Jay will tell you, like, when Fury was like, y'all should do a show. I was like, all right, you know, we'll see how I go. I'm thinking we'll do two. And <laughs> won't nobody listen. I could just go on by my business. But I'm like, even now, you know, I go on SoundCloud. I'll be like, look, this many people. I mean, and the numbers are going up. This is And crazy. it's because of you. Nah. It is. <laughs> but. You going to sing another song? I'm rambling. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'll be trying to tell her. I'll be trying to tell Key. I'm like, it's like a wind beneath my wings moment or oh something. My God. Okay. Come on, Gladys. You just, why are you trying to? <laughs> she's, she's really trying to instigate a song. That's what it is. <laughs> Tangent. Okay. So I'm saying all that to say, like, there's a lot. I, find, I struggle every day with fear and anxiety yeah. about the next step. And or when the bottom is gonna fall out, right? Because I feel like this. Right. You be like, feeling like this is going too well, right? Like, and at any happen? point, yeah. yeah, at any point it could turn on you. How how do we manage that? I mean, because I know for me, I pray a lot. Yeah. Um, and my friends are probably sick of me because you know I'm working through a lot of like negative self talk habits that I've developed Same. over the year yeah. because you know, like you said, the trauma and stuff that we face in these instances where we find ourselves by ourselves, yeah, and we're not picked. Um, so now when everybody's looking at you, it's like, like, why y'all looking at me? Not yeah. like, no, truly. not like, oh, it's about time. Like, I know that there's some people who like yeah. walk in that all the time, but this, it doesn't come naturally to me. It doesn't for me either. And I genuinely feel you. That's why it's like, I constantly feel like I'm trying to catch up to, to this life. Like a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot of people don't know actually, because I talk about it a lot, but especially during the Ferguson uprising, I was in therapy every single week. And I firmly believe, A, that everybody should have access to quality health care, and B, that in that quality health care, everybody should get some therapy. Like, I just feel like it's, keep, it's like keeping your tires rotated. It's like putting gas in your car. I just think it is good for you to be able to talk through and work through all of the things that are happening in your life. And that time would not have been survivable for me if I hadn't been in therapy. And I got in there, like, over over another bad relationship. <laughs> but I ended up staying in there because it pulled out of me all of these things that I had not yet dealt with that had been crushing my, my self-esteem for pretty much my entire life. So the idea that somebody would care about what I have to say or want to follow me on something or want to come see me speak is like I'm still catching up to understanding right. that because um, it can feel... Like you standing on stage naked in a spotlight and everybody's looking at you. Um, and so it's, it's incredibly difficult. I, I do find myself praying a lot. I do find myself tr searching for opportunities to just be really reflective, right, and grow, even if that has to happen publicly. Um, and I do try to make sure that I, like, don't ever get addicted to it. Because when you get addicted to it, people make desperate decisions because they keep craving that that high or whatever, and I'm like, that's not the life at all, right? Like, if it's two people listening to 200 people listening, the truth that I say has to be the same both times. Um, and so doing that means that you actually have to, like, for real, sit down and stay humble. I have a question. Okay. So you've had, like, you've had a bunch of wonderful experiences. You have a long resume. I was all up on your website, <laughs> all up and through it. What is the most memorable probably in the most, probably the experience that you've had thus far coming from all of this that's, like, really stuck with you? When I, when I got to take my mom to the White House. 
Mm. It was so, so my mother became a widow in her 40s. She became a PhD in her 50s and um, an ordained minister in her 60s. So my mom is like a boss of all bosses. Um, And so when somebody is that accomplished, you kind of think you can't do anything for them. But when I tell you, so so we this was after the the um, the task force, uh, the policing task force had wrapped up. It was one of the um, holiday receptions, obviously at the Obama White House. I ain't going to this White mm-hmm. House. I ain't been. Let me be <laughs> unequivocally clear. That I is not the one. Um, I ain't been on Pennsylvania Avenue in okay. three years. The, <laughs> you did, I don't drive by it. I, I don't just, look I at go it. Around. I tell the Uber to circumvent mm-hmm. it. Everything. Um, but so I, it was one of the holiday receptions and there are a lot of people in there. So, you know, I'm, I'm there with other task force members and I'm like, we're trying to figure out our way up to the line so that when mom and dad come out, we can like (laughs) shake hands and the whole nine. Um, and so Barack comes, the president comes walking by and I like, I'm like, hi, good to see you. And he's like, Hey, how you doing? It's been a minute. And I'm just like this, like forget all that this is my mother (laughs) and what he said to her was oh well now I see where you get your beauty from I have never seen my mother grin like that in her entire life and then then the first lady comes by child when I tell you she grabbed she she was like oh Michelle and I'm like first of all That's either Mrs. Obama or the first lady. Ma, get it together. Please get it together. I'm so excited. And she, the first lady is trying to, like, hug other people, and my mother will not let go of her hand. And so, you know, she's going to be embarrassed that I told this story. But it felt good to be able to do something, for, obviously, for somebody who's done so much for me. Um, the, the second time, though, was at the BT Awards this year when she got to meet Anita Baker. She lost. She she was like, I, would, I don't I even. Would have also. She saw somebody else that she was a fan of, and she was like, "Oh, Brittany, come take a picture." And then Nita Baker walked by. She was like, "No, take a picture of me and Nita Baker." <laughs> I won't Bye. tell you who the other person was because okay. I don't want to throw any shade. But I know. I'm like, uh, tell me later. <laughs> we can talk about it later. Yeah. But she also held on to Anita Baker's hand like that, and Anita Baker was like, "Ma'am, I cannot take a picture with you right now." <laughs> I was like, "Please do not get us yelled at by Anita Baker." Like, oh my gosh, almost getting put out. But yeah, it's the it's the moments when I'm able to every White House invitation I ever got, it was like, who else am I bringing with me, right? So it was my mom, then my brother, and then my best friend and Reggie, and it was anytime I'm able to give to people out of what I've been granted access to, those are the the moments that mean the most to me. That's beautiful. I know your mother is. I know she's gonna remember that for the mothers remember everything, and they be hype about the smallest things. Your mama. She's gonna remember me telling the story. She's gonna be very upset. (laughs) She'll be okay. She'll be okay. Um, I don't know how far we are on time, but I'm going to... How long are we, we got on? a little bit. We got a little bit. Okay. I want to ask like, a question. What advice would you give to the to the young lady who thinks she wants to be you? Oh, to be better than me. I'm, like, very clear. I, I don't... Um, I, I subscribe to this idea, right, that we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. Shout out to Studio B in New Orleans and B Mike for making that shirt. Um, but I also understand that, like, I am somebody's ancestor. Mm. And so the, the, the point for me is to till the soil and plant something so that you can actually sit under the shade of that tree and then Absolutely. go and do more. So I'm like, don't I, – I, I take it as an incredible compliment, right? I, I don't want to dismiss that or undermine it. But I don't want you to be me. I want you to be you. 
Yeah. Um, and I want you to go and be better than me and do more than me and be more creative than me and be more thoughtful than me and have more ideas than me and be a better leader than me. Like, that is the advice that I would give you, at, to, to that young woman, rather. And I would say to her that, like, the temptation to be somebody else will always be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, like, fitting in is completely overrated. Completely right. overrated. It's right. right. I mean, you all don't fit in and here. You know what I mean? Like, none of us are... None of us are here and where we are uh, because we were somebody, we were like somebody else. We're here because we are ourselves. Um, and so I would just say to like own that and live in that and don't be like me. Go be far better than me yeah. and I'll cheer you on. I think in doing the show, people ask all the time, like, what does it mean? Like, what is adulting? What does it look like? What does it mean? And I think like what you just said is really like what it means to me. Like, it's taken me a long time to, to, to get to know me. I spent so much time in my 20s being who I thought everybody wanted me to be. And that was exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it was inefficient, right? Because it just, like, it was was unfulfilling, all of these things. And it wasn't until I started taking risks. So I wanted to talk more about those those things. Like, what are some of the things, like... Practically, you telling a young lady, be better than me. What does that look like? How do I start trying to figure out who I am um, and cultivating that space in my life? I mean, first, it, I think it looks like um, <clears throat> I just wrote this piece for Elle about Serena. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I called it You Owe Me an Apology. Because in all of the things that had happened in that moment, that was the most striking to me. Because I had to sit there. And I started crying on the couch because I was like, you are 33 years old and you have never demanded an apology from anybody. And like, we, we are black women. Plenty of people have owed us apologies before. <laughs> Let's be very clear. Countless. And I had never, ever demanded an apology. So I told this story about how in high school I was doing activism and, and diversity work at my predominantly white high school. And this, um, this guy who was a year older than me, a white man, he spit at me for the work that I was doing. Um, right, child. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, My hands are getting hot. You saw how I was like, oh, God. I want to fight. That's a deal breaker. For- I'm going to now. jail immediately. I, listen, it was immediately. And I, I actually like didn't even tell anybody in my family for a long time because I was I was like, all oh, y'all going to jail if anybody finds out, it's gonna be over. But I was in this institution that I knew was not going to protect me. So for a week, I didn't tell anybody. I finally told one of the two black teachers I had ever had in this school. The other black teacher was that teacher's wife. Uh, like. Yes. Um, and he was like, well, you need to tell them how to school. And I'm like, I, like, we already know how this is going to go. He is the child of a trustee. Their family is rich. I'm the child of a widow. I'm on scholarship. Like, we already know how this is going to go. He's white. He's a man. I'm black. I'm a woman. We know the ending to this story. And sure enough, I got this, like, clenched teeth apology, air quotes, mm-hmm. um, from somebody who, to this day, will not acknowledge that it ever happened. Uh, but I... It, Fast forward many, many years, it's 2014, my school asked me to come back and talk in an assembly about what's happening in Ferguson and, and all of the witness we've been bearing and the protests and all those kinds of things. And I could not for the life of me figure out what story to tell um, and what to say. And the same teacher, my track coach, who had given me, who had told me that I needed to tell the head of school was like, just let the Lord use you, it'll come out. And what came out was that story. Um, and I... 
realized how freeing that moment was at 29 years old to finally free myself from something that I did not cause, but that happened to me and uh, at 15. And I had been carrying that shame for nearly 15 years. Uh, and so the first thing I would say is to not allow the baggage that belongs to other people to, to be yours. Uh, there is no way that you can get to yourself if you got to fight through everybody else's stuff to get there. Uh, and people will... People will put stuff on you that does not belong to you right. all day long. Like, your racism does not belong to me. Right. Neither does your spit. Right. You can keep both of them, and I'm moving on. There's a, but it took me so long to figure that out. Mm. Um, and so, like, to tell your story, be truthful with people so that you can actually, you know, get rid of the things that do not belong to you uh, and so that you can be light enough and free enough to go and find yourself. That's probably the first thing I would say. I don't know. What would you tell her? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no little girls want to be like me. <laughs> no, they should not want to be like me. That's what I. Sh that's what I would first tell them. You don't want to be like me. I am a mess. Um, it took it took me a long time as well to kind of figure out. I'm still figuring out. You know what I'm saying? I I know that I'm planted in in what I want to do as a career, but still all of the things that come under this umbrella. You know, it's still it's still a, a thing. So, I think I would tell people to just be easy on themselves. Mm, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And take your time while you are trying to figure out what it is you want to do and try to ignore all the other voices that are around you telling you what you need to do and, and listen to the one that matters. And I, while it may sound cliche, I think that's super important. I mean, it's cliche because it's true, right? right. Yeah, right. totally. And I think along with that, one of the things, I mean, to your point, think bigger. I think that's what I would say. Like you said, whatever you're thinking now, it's bigger. Yeah. It's bigger than that. And don't be afraid to like run, run into it. And even when you are afraid, show up. Mm. Like, because that's and why celebrate I'm yourself. Because <laughs> as we're yeah. all, you know, as all of us are talking, you know, we talk down on ourselves or we, you know, we have moments, you know, Key and I have moments before shows. Or is this shit going to be okay? Yeah. Or people going to like it? You know what I'm saying? But um, so we all have our moments. And I think, I, I think it's super important that we celebrate the moments that we deserve, that deserve to be celebrated for all the hard work that we have. And I think I would also tell them that, like, take your time to celebrate yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't put yourself down. Take the time to celebrate yeah. yourself because that's what's going to keep you going. That's what's going to keep you motivated. Yeah. Especially because everybody else is going to take their shot at you when they exactly. have a chance. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so, people are going to be like putting you. you down, right? So make sure that you are actually loving on yourself. Exactly. I would agree with that. Awesome. We still good on time? Or we got to... Yeah, we, we got about five more minutes. All right. Um, Jade wanted to know how you turn up. <laughs> <laughs> you going to blame Jade for this? She just wanted to know. Like, she was like, <laughs> we know right, the polished, rap dress, Britney Pack now. Uh, listen, I didn't get the memo. I came dressed for church. and we I praise didn't, God. I didn't know. We um, thank God. Just fine. That's why I was like, you know, let me, here's the slit. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm not all the way whack. Uh how I, I'm gonna be real honest with you, like I'm I'm old and washed. So like CBC week was last was last week, and people, you know, we had tickets to stuff, and people were like, "Yeah, we go," and I was like, "Yeah, have fun, <laughs> enjoy yourselves, young folks." <laughs> I went to dinner and then fell asleep. Um, <laughs> I uh, I I will go back and um, I, I genuinely like television, like I always have. So I'll go back and rewatch uh, Different World seasons two through six, not we season one. We don't watch season, season one. one. Don't count. We it's don't like watch the fifth season, season of Martin. Like you're like, well, okay, yeah. We don't watch the fifth season of Martin or the first season of Different World. Exactly. Uh, so I watch the in between stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
And um, Reggie and I have been spending a lot of time trying to learn the routine to If It Isn't Love. Uh, new edition? It's a yes, new edition. Yes. I tried to. Exactly. You got to get that. You got to get that. You got to hit him with the shoulders shit. on that yeah. one. Yeah. I got the VHS if you want to exactly. borrow. Yes, please. I grew up on Because the hard part is, you know, they keep cutting the camera yeah. and they show like Ricky in the stirrup leggings. Don't worry. We can put it like, all together. You're like, but wait, what was the move? I missed it. So we spent a lot of time doing that. I love it. We're going to um, put this together. My kind of carrying on. <laughs> and then I love to travel. I'm always, I'm genuinely always on a plane. Um, uh, which can sometimes be taxing, but when I can go to places that are unfamiliar to me, I enjoy myself. Where's the last place you've been? Um, well, I came here from Boston, oh. but I'm like, I'm living part-time in Boston right now. So oh. that's, that's what happens life. when you're a Harvard fellow. <laughs> oh, that's right. Praise the Lord. Praise him. <laughs> yeah, y'all know I didn't even get into Harvard when I graduated from high school. That's okay. You Listen, in Harvard God now. God is real, okay? Because he'll turn that thing around, honey. Because I didn't get in neither. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, <laughs> they were like, that was they, a nice try. They gave me my application back. Like, <laughs> wouldn't y'all be mad if I did? <laughs> <laughs> We'd be like, must be nice. <laughs> I'd be pissed if I got into y'all day. <laughs> well, Brittany, thank you, thank you so much. We really for coming. appreciate you, you joining us at the kitchen table. We hope Thanks, that you keep doing what you're doing. We hope that you had a good time. Of course I did. And you're always welcome. Thank you. Tell I the people it. where to find you. Um, oh, gosh. I'm, I'm Miss Pacquiao on all social media. A lot of people ask me where that name came from. I used to teach third grade. My third graders named me Miss Pacquiao, so that's where that came from. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm usually, I, I, I take breaks, so I may not be on there. I may be on there, but that's where I am. And yeah. your website? It's BrittanyPacnet.com. Y'all check it yeah. out. It's nice. Thank, Thank you, you again. Thank you. Today's episode is also brought to you by HelloFresh. As your family is getting back into the swing of school schedules, let HelloFresh take the guesswork out of meals week after week. Even amidst the after-school chaos, HelloFresh's meal kits make it easy to decide what to do for dinner and have family meals ready in 30 minutes. Not to mention wish easy-to-follow recipes and pre-measured ingredients, HelloFresh comes in handy on those hectic school nights when your to-do list is a mile long or you're busy chauffeuring kids to practices and study groups and dance classes and gymnastics and video game competitions and whatever else. Plus, you can get two meals out of one with HelloFresh leftovers at school and work lunches the next day. If that ain't a perk, I don't know what is. There's even a one-pot recipe on the menu every week for those busy weeknights when maximum flavor with minimal cleanup is ideal. Let me tell you how HelloFresh has saved my life. I go from dropping my daughter off to school to, to going to work to going to picking her up and coming back home and recording in the studio. I mean, my week is nonstop, plus client prep. HelloFresh makes my meal prep at home so much easier. 30 minutes and I'm one and done. It is super, super easy and it, it just makes our lives so much easier. So for a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com forward slash grown60 and enter code grown60. It's like receiving six meals free when you go to HelloFresh.com forward slash grown60 and enter code grown60. All right, we're going to get into this honesty box, also known as the Q&A. Q&A. So y'all got questions or not? Okay, wait. What can you see? I can't see. We're going to have to be vocal. I can't see. Okay, so we have, if, we, if you have questions, there's a microphone here. Latoya will man the microphone. 
we have a few rules to our Q&A because sometimes the blacks can be hard-headed. So we're just going to do this real quick, and we're going to get out your way. Are you ready? You get to ask one question. You get to ask one question. You get to ask one question. How many question. questions you get to ask? What you get to ask. There you go. This is always a quiz. You know, I'm an educator. All right. If there is context or backstory or lead into your question, you got 30 seconds. I will stop you. So try to be as concise and parsimonious and brief as possible. Are you allowed to plug any businesses? No. Yeah, I've been right. here before, ain't you? You know. <laughs> we appreciate you all. Your questions are always welcome. We're going to do our very best to, you know, give you the best of our wisdom and knowledge and experience or the lack thereof. So you're coming at your own risk. So you guys can start to line up if you have on any questions side, have on any this side. Come on over, come on over, baby. We singing. Come on over. Hey, boy, don't you know oh my God. I got something going on. <laughs> That's all I know. Is that your... <laughs> That's your Christina Aguilera face. <laughs> and her one run. All right. Hey, boo. Hey, guys. Okay, so my name is Shanice. Um, hey, Shanice. Kia, you were actually an inspiration for me cutting my hair. I just did it last week. Look at hey. oh, You look cute. Um, me and my friend, we recently started a podcast. It's not a shameless plug. Um, we had... I'm scared. We had two episodes, right? And he recently told me that he couldn't do it anymore. He needed a break for some personal issues. I don't know he's going th through some things. My question is, should I wait for him? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. He didn't, he didn't tell me when he was coming back. He didn't say, he. I don't know what he's doing. And, like, I don't, should I find another co-host? Should I start a new project? What do you want to do? I want to continue with my show because. Do you want to do baby. it by yourself, or you want a friend? I want to. I want a partner to do it with me. I want it to be like a, a two-person podcast. I don't. So you start looking myself. for somebody else. Yeah, and <laughs> until then, you host it by yourself, and you have weekly guests until yeah. you find somebody you have chemistry with. Right, because it's my baby. Like I started this. That's my it. brainchild. So all right, thank y'all. <laughs> you got it, Shanice. I love Shanice. Hey Jade. Hey Kia. My hey girl. Yeah. My name's Taylor. Um, my question for y'all is, well, I'm struggling with it, so I'm asking for y'all opinion. How do you find comfort in white spaces, either in the educational system and in the workplace? Because I'm going through both right now, and me and white folks is not clicking. So. I don't. Um, <laughs> let me stop. How do I find comfort? In white oh, spaces. even, like, how to deal with it, because I'm tired of, can I touch your hair? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I well, that's like always a no. Or can, I like to kick it in the black parties. Oh, my God, I just want to be your friend. Are, is no. That, are you really? Is that your real skin tone? Those questions piss me off, and I want to tell you get your white ass out of here. But I can't, because I have to put on my best, you know, be professional at all times. See, I don't know, like, I don't deal well with that. <laughs> and I kind of deal with people uh, very forward. No, you may not touch my hair. No, I am here to work and not to be your friend. Please leave me alone. I'll work with you in a professional capacity. But outside of that, like, we don't need to be doing all of this. Like, yeah, it's a lot of me and you right now. To say no to co-workers thing. I strongly you know that is my mantra. <laughs> but they, they real persistent. 
you just you 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 just have to you have to speak up. I mean, if Brittany taught, if I heard anything that she said up here, it definitely was, you know, she had that experience where she was not able to to say anything for a very long time. And I say, stand in their moment and be like, no, I don't want to do these things. Um, I had a friend who texted me the other day because she was having issues with her boss who was talking to her crazy, being very passive aggressive, just very nasty all day. And I think part of the problem is that a lot of times they think that you're not going to address what they're doing. Baby, I see everything that you're doing right now. Like, you can't keep having this nasty-ass tone with me and think that I'm going to ignore it. And I know it don't have nothing to do with me. And I told her, I was like, tell, tell that lady, not in a confrontational way, obviously, we're in a corporate space, but let her know, is everything okay today? Are you okay? Because you seem like your attitude is really on 10. And she, she, she talked to her like that, and she checked herself. You know what I'm saying? So you might just have to check people real passive-aggressively from time to time. Talk to them in their own language. I would say, I mean, I agree. I think you have to be mindful of the purpose of the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm and, having it more in my in school. Right. And especially because I'm a television radio major and a feminist studies, so they love to tell me about my black femininity, and it's pissing me off. I mean, you're allowed to be pissed off. Yeah. But when I say be conscious of the purpose of the space, that means, like, what you're there for. Mm-hmm and how long you have to deal with it. And think about things in terms of, like, cost and benefit. Um, I'm not telling you to allow anybody to abuse you or take advantage of you or do anything that would, you know, cause you any sort of harm or discomfort. Um, You find ways to enforce your boundaries, but you be mindful of temporary inconveniences and try, try your best to find the lesson in it. Because you have to, a lot of that, being able to find your voice comes through trial and error. At least that was my experience. Like, I had to learn how to get these people together. Lashing out, I did that a couple of times. May not have worked out the the best. Um, But you got to find the way to do it for you. Um, And it will be, you know, like I said, some trial and error. But, you know, you don't, you may never be comfortable in white spaces. But you have to find a way to be functional. Always remember why you're there. That's the, that's number one, like Kia said. Right. I'll just always remember why you're there. You got a bigger purpose, and half you're not even going to see half these people later on down the line as it is, so it might not even be worth it. Thank God. Your petty will shine through if you it let will. it. <laughs> It'll God come naturally. So <laughs> it's a man. Yeah. Good evening, sir. Good evening. It's a whole man. It's a whole man. <laughs> How you doing? Hey. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Marquise. Um, my question, you touched on it just with what she was just talking about, but I recently graduated from college and... Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I've been working in my position for about three months as a social media manager and copywriter, and mm-hmm. I'm the new person, but also the only black person on the team. But my boss seems to be intimidated by my work ethic, well, at least the work, the quality of work that I'm providing to the marketing team, and she keeps talking to, talking down to me when I'm doing above and beyond. I work for a nonprofit, so it's like... I, my hours are limited. <laughs> um, but do you have any on, advice on how to navigate holding her accountable for her actions without being nervous? HR doesn't really need to, they don't seem to know how to navigate her. And um, I went to HR and was just like, yeah, so something's not clicking right now. And it's not necessarily, like, I understand if I was doing poor work, but how do you tell your boss that it's her inability to do her job properly? Yeah, essentially, yeah, to be a boss. When you, okay, when you say talk down to you, you mean like she is like discrediting or she's not acknowledging? 
So it's more like a discrediting. I understand like if my job wasn't, if I wasn't doing my job, but I'm always like a week to two weeks ahead on my post and everything. But my job is dependent on her approval. She's a micromanager. Mm. And so I put procedures, yeah. So <laughs> I put procedures in place my third day there when I understood that she's a micromanager. So it's, she's supposed to double and triple check my work. So she sees the image, she sees the copy, she got approved, cool. But lately she's just like, oh, well, now I need to see your post and double check every single thing before you do it. And I told her, I put this in place for you to do so, but she's not adhering to the procedure that. You I gotta hit her with the okie doke. You gotta send everything to her. Like right. everything, like every time you do something, send it to her. BCC her on every email. <laughs> you make her so tired of you that she will leave you alone. She'll come you to you and tell you to ease up. Yeah. Literally report everything to her, even if it's okay. completely unnecessary. But also, in, a, in addition to that, you want to keep a record mm -hmm. right. of every conversation. Yeah. yeah, you have to have, I mean, have them collated in a, in a book where you can reference them quickly. Like, on <laughs> September the 3rd, I remember, like, you have to, you yes. have, to have, like, pristine receipts. Um, such that, like, HR doesn't respond all that well to verbal complaint but if you bring some them some paper all right they can't really run from that which means it's going to take some time yeah you got to set up a sting mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> but she's going to shoot herself in the foot anyway so it i would do what kia said keep the notes but make her tired of you send her every single duty that you do throughout the entire day, down to telling that bitch when you go to the bathroom. Like, excuse me, I'll be gone from my desk for five minutes. Just have to go do a number one. You know what I'm saying? Make her sick of you. I hope that helps. Yeah, I hope that helps. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's another man. It's another man. Hi. Um, my name is Casey. Hey, I'm Casey. I'm a fanboy for like 30 seconds because you said that I can do it for the beforehand so <laughs> you guys are like much prettier in person so <laughs> god bless so your I precious little heart yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm doing i can't see shit up here <laughs> Them lights are so um you guys are awesome i'm a college student so and then during the summer so for my summer jobs i started listening to you guys from like day one so when you guys got me through like my nine to five Aww, so the summer in the you. office for listening. so you had me cackling like he had like the third episode when you were just like <laughs> you jonathan, jonathan left his band-aid in the punch when you were talking about the petty peeves and just what with, with all like with the potlucks, and not to bring the cookies and the spaghetti stains. Oh, Just girl. Like the, that one's, I was. Y'all know I can't. I you about to get her going again. Cackling. The people don't season so, their food. You guys are awesome. And then um, next. My question is a lighthearted question. So I think it's safe to say for everybody that we all love ASAP Noah. So when she pops in. And my question is, can we just have her on the show? <laughs> so yes. I have a segment. I don't know how long she will last. Noah's knowledge. I think it could be Noah's knowledge. Because yeah. you know how she is. She didn't name the segment. Protege. She is so smart. And I love kids. I'm studying to be a children's pastor. So I love kids. Thank so. you so much. <laughs> we will. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the problem. Kia and I record very, very late. Late. Oh, Late. Okay, okay. Half the time you all hear us, it, it's probably close to midnight. Absolutely. Um, but if we can manage to record at a reasonable hour on <laughs> one episode, I will surely have Noah. Noah was love She's adorable, and I love hearing her just poking in. And I'm like, I want to hear. <laughs> does she have more to say? Like, can we? She can, has a lot I to could, say. We could probably all learn from her. Yeah, she, she has. A, you all want to hear a cute little story real quick? I know this is Q and A. You Sorry, such a I mom. Could, I know I can't help it. <laughs> 
So we went to Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. Oh, the Lord's and Chicken. I work Chick-fil-A too, the Lord's so. Chicken. I'm so sorry. I no, just got fine. all up in your question. So we went to Chick-fil-A. Tristan and Noah sit in the car. I go inside to go get the food. And ASAP Rocky walks by the, I mean, ASAP Ferg, excuse me. ASAP Ferg walks by the car. So Tristan, you know, gives him an acknowledgement. You know, black man, I know who you are. ASAP Ferg gives him acknowledgement back. So Tristan goes, funny enough. My daughter here, her nickname is ASAP Noah. And ASAP Ferg reaches in and he's like, what's up, ASAP Noah? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was the cutest, cutest story. That is such a Jane story. <laughs> it is. She got to meet the mob that in which her nickname came from. <laughs> Meanwhile, if it was my child, I would be like, roll your window up. <laughs> roll we it up right now. <laughs> you better roll that window up. You better not say nothing. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm gonna take That's your it. children. They're gonna be my nieces That's and it. nephews. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. <laughs> <laughs> he has poor kids. That's it. What are you Thank listening you. to? I'm Jesus. for the meet and greet so, like, we can do. But we will have, we I promise we'll have no ideas. Episode. You can pre record it. I got you. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Thank we you. Make you. it happen. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, yes, it's a bag. Hi. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's a whole bag. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. Hello. Okay, my question is pretty simple. Is basically as entrepreneurs, um, is there anything that you can say um, to someone who wants to start their own business that you wish someone would have said to you before you started? File your paperwork <laughs> and keep your receipts yeah. like legit. No, like I think um, my accountant is in the building. <laughs> She's Nikki. mine too. She's mine. <laughs> no, Nikki, my sister Nikki is, is, you know, an accountant. She helps us uh, manage the finances. She's the also ASAP knows God. Mom is is so that's like she fussed me out last year around my taxes around tax time, and that was the main thing she said. Like, listen, you running a business. This is not your personal. Listen, this is your life. Get your receipts. Have them in order. She had me send her a whole Excel sheet. And my problem was I waited until April the seventeenth to do that. So if I were you, it would be your very best interest to keep those things in mind from the very beginning, such that you won't be up all night on April 17th like I was. Jay? Oh, same thing. I'm in tax hell. Oh. Um, <laughs> is. LLC hell. You know what I'm saying? Get all your paperwork in order. Yeah. Get, get all your paperwork in order. And don't think you're getting ready to make money right off the bat. It's Word. not going to happen. Yeah, be legit. Like, yeah. whatever it is, if you're a nonprofit, LLC, uh, whatever. Just get, get, be legit. Don't be out here, I'm a stylist. <laughs> no shade. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No shade, but the girl be, I'm, I'm a stylist and all they got is an Instagram. Be legit. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was no shade. I'm sorry if there's a stylist. That's, the mo- that's, the, that's actually the most solid advice. Thank Legitimizing you. yourself is super key. And doing it early will allow you to be able to focus on other things and be able to focus on the actual business later on. Totes my goes. Oh, that's good. Thank you. One more time. What'd you, what'd you say? True. Teach. Go ahead, Kia. Get up on the microphone. Teach the people. Well, there's... Okay. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to call out my lawyer sister who's sitting next to me, but what I'm going to tell you is, is that 
the most important thing is that when you're registering your business is that you also keep it separate. The good part about um, having something like an LLC is that if they're gonna, if anybody was to sue you, they'll sue your business and not you. You wanna be able to protect your personal assets from your business, right? So you get a good lawyer, okay? Someone who can help you legitimize yourself. And when you're creating your business and you get your federal tax ID number, which is free on the irs.gov site, set up a business account, do all those other things so that when money comes in, you can and create a contract with yourself between you and your business so that you can pay yourself separately. So again, it separates the money, it separates the business from your personal assets so that they don't come for you. Legitimize yourself, as they're saying, as best as you can. Keep all of your receipts as much as you can. They have um, free apps on your phone that you can track your mileage, track your expenses, track all those kinds of things. So that when you're filing your taxes, while you can file them together, you can still have a separation between the two, and it'll actually be a good benefit to you for a tax refund. Go, best friend. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. You better fuck it up. <laughs> but for real. Oh, is there another? Oh, oh, don't have to oh, come, come on, Captain. On. Come on, Captain. A good old robe. You know I love a robe. A calf. Hey, Tamara. I actually had a question for Nakia. Go ahead. Ooh. This is a community. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so for you. I'm actually an accountant. I am a CPA, two degrees. Um, Team typing fast. <laughs> I recently was laid off, so I've been out of work for like four months, and I'm starting back with a project. But I notice when I tell people I'm a CPA, they kind of want to hire me, and I feel... Like, I'm not ready. Like, I'm not there to be, like, full-time. She's Jamaican, so she's very forward. <laughs> because I've only done corporate. I don't really like tax. Like, I know I know my stuff, but I don't have anybody, I guess, to, like, fall back on like a boss. I have friends who are in different industries. So I recently, like, got a client, but I'm still hesitant to be... Like, with that client, I'm always like, uh, maybe you should. Like, I met him through a bookkeeper, and I do more than bookkeeping for him. But I'm like, maybe you should ask her, because she's like a tax expert. And he's like, no, I'm asking you. And I'm like, yeah, gosh, dang it. So how do I, I guess, just, like, put myself out there? Like, I am really nervous to, like, mess mm -hmm. up somebody's stuff, but I know I don't. But I just still, like, ooh, no. Your nerves is bad. You just got to get over them. Yeah. You got to do it. The first time that I did my, I guess, my, they know, my first contract was on my own. Um, and it was the scariest thing that I ever did because somebody recommended me to it, and it was for a very popular school in D.C., um, and it was a large contract. Okay, girl, because I missed that money. I'm not going back to you. It was a coin. Um, and I was afraid that I was going to mess up everything that they asked me to do. But then I had people in my village, Kia, Jade, True. my sister, 
who could literally say to me, you know what you're doing. Mm. You are a CPA. Do you, you know how hard it is, it is to sit for that exam? Four parts, and you have a certain amount of time that you have to complete that exam. Girl, I couldn't do it after the first two, because I was like, I'm not doing this shit. Not at all. <laughs> but I understand the degrees. You have everything that you need to do what you have to do. You can do it, I guarantee you. And if you mess it up, that's okay, because I know that you know people in your circle who can help you out. You always have people that you can call on. The person who I called on if I had a question was my dad, because my dad is also a CPA. And so if there was something that I did not know, then I could say to him, so hey, I don't understand why they're doing this, 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 and he would give me an answer, or tell, he really wouldn't give answers. He would tell me where to go look and find it myself. And then I could go back and say, well, maybe you should try this. You have to rely on the knowledge that you have, girl, because you have it in you, and you are going to kill in this independent thing. Trust me, I can already see it. And if you can't call on nobody, girl, call on Jesus. My name's Elena. Hi, Key and Jade. I'm Hi, Elena. Hey, girl. So, I was loud. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so I have two little kids. One is a fresh one and a fresh three. Fresh. And uh, <laughs> my thing is I always want to provide a stable environment for them, but my husband and I always talk about, you know, doing a business on the side. How do you keep stability for your family, especially when you have little ones, but then pursue your dreams when you have a full-time job. You both have a full-time job. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of imbalance. Yeah, I was about to say, ain't no stability. It's not really. <laughs> ain't no stability. Ain't no stability. Be a, no, that's not for you. That's just in general. <laughs> it's not, though. Like, I, it, it's, I just looked at my, my calendar the other day. I'm gone every weekend in November. Legit. I'm literally gone every single weekend in gone. November, which means in December, I'm a spend hardcore time with my family. You know what I'm saying? It's when things slow down a little bit. It's holiday time. So it's just about trying to find some kind of balance in the chaos. But sometimes you're just not going to find it because it's busy season. And things do come in seasons. Um, and that's all it is. It's trying to find a balance that works for you. But it is always going to be a challenge because there's always things that are, that are going to need to be done. It's just figuring out what works best for your family. Thank you. I hope yeah, it works out. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. My name is Bria. I just want to say that um, I love your podcast. I am nowhere near caught up to the recent show. I'm on like last year, September. But so far, I love it. My sister put me on, and I listen. I don't know the last time I listened to a song. So I just want to say I really love y'all. And um, so my question is right now, um, I'm sorry, y'all, my voice is shaking. I'm nervous a little Don't bit. be nervous, girl. Hold, <laughs> up, hold the mic up. <laughs> Hold the mic up a little more, Toya, because I can't hear her. Hold on, because I can talk loudly. Yeah, oh, girl. yeah, there we go, Hold girl. Assert yourself. Right. Push your back in. Because okay. we were both like. <laughs> um, let me talk how I know how to talk. Yeah. So um, right now, I have my hand in a lot of different pots. Like, I'm working full time. I'm about to start school to um, get my degree in early childhood education. On top of, yeah, happy girl, yes, yes. <laughs> I and, love um, us, too. As well as I recently got my LLC to start my own gift basket business. And I'm also trying to start, like, a, I guess, a YouTube channel for my poetry. And right now, I guess my start is, how do I balance it all? And 
as far as like starting a YouTube channel, because I know Kia, you had some experience years ago, channel. child. It don't even. Count I know no it was more. so long ago, but you at least got that, you know. Girl. <laughs> all right now, all I have is my phone and my voice, and I just want to know: is that enough to start with? Because I see everybody going out and buying three hundred dollar camera and yeah. getting a perfect lighting and beating their face. And for real, for real, I just want to wash and curl my hair, put on some eyeliner, and record <laughs> myself just doing my thing. And okay. So, to the first part of your question, in terms of balance, y'all know my philosophy, there ain't no balance. I think seasons, like Jay said, your life comes in seasons and waves. And I think a better, a better word of what I try to, what I aspire to maintain in my life is harmony. Or like, you know, like just having some sort of, you know, everything is not always in equilibrium, so to speak, but things complement one another in a, in a manner. So, like, when when it's, like Jay said, when it's grind time, like, I legit opened my eye calendar at work yesterday and literally was like, <laughs> like, because I don't know, like, I'm going, I'm, on, I'm going half of October and all of November. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after that, hopefully I will have a bit of a respite. But I might not, because I think I'm in, a, in, I'm in a season right now where it's like a sewing season. And if you don't sew anything, you won't have anything to read. Okay. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Y'all so churchy. I told you. <laughs> I told no, but you. for real, though, for real, I think um, there's a time when I, I feel like I'm compelled. I have to go hard now because I don't have anything to stop me from going hard now. Exactly. I don't have any. <laughs> Look at Latoya. I don't have anything keeping me from going hard now. The things that I thought that I wanted, I realized were a lot smaller. You know what I'm saying? Like, God has shown me. Like I have so much perspective now that I can really have what I want. So I'm in a place right now where I'm so hungry that it don't really matter that my feet hurt and I'm tired. But I got to show up every day. And if you, are in, if you are in a season, you know, if you got a lot of irons in the fire, that's good. <laughs> no, I'm legit though. When you got a lot of irons in the fire, that's good. If you got, you know, it's, if you go, I go to sleep tired, I wake up tired, but it's a good tired. It's not like a, oh, you know, a lazy, but you know, I'm, I feel like I'm rambling. But the point is, you're doing, if you feel like all the things that, you, are, are, that you're doing are important or valuable to you, they really mean something, then don't compromise. You know what I'm saying? Find ways to fit it all in and give yourself grace. Because there will be weeks where you beast all your to-do list. And then there will be weeks where you call your best friend. Because I'll be like, Toya, I'm raggedy, child. I ain't done nothing. I've been to the gym twice in two weeks. I got to do better. But, you know, you have those moments. But, you know, you just got to keep going. As far as YouTube, I'm an old school YouTuber. You know, I, I connect with authenticity. I'm a little, I, I'm less in, in, enthused by, you know, people buying full-fledged movie studios in their houses Production. and, and you know, all the Final Cut Pro and all of the $1,000 light. I'm, I'm less enthused by that. Mm-hmm. I remember when niggas used to just open their laptop and talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And had quality content. Like, those are the people who made me laugh. So, if you want to, you know, line your eyes and grease your lips up and put your camera on, then do what you got to do. If, make sure that you're doing it because that's what you want to do and not for thousands of followers because that's what's the most important don't get caught up oh i only got 32 subscribers make all 32 of them niggas laugh or do it you know what i'm saying make all of them do you know what i'm saying so yeah i hope that helps it did it did a lot thank you so much i appreciate it you're welcome girl
Some of my favorite videos are I am Zoe sitting down with the mukbang. I love him. Eating in front of the camera. Like, you ain't got to really be doing shit. He's so big, though. Because he, I mean, you know, he sometimes has like the green yeah. screen and he can edit no, and put No, but he dances together. in his room and he eats in front of his TV. And it's what I'm was just it? Fine like, I mean, it. it's, it's him literally in his car. Like, what was it? So that's why I really vibe with him. I think. Okay, go ahead, sis. So my question is about, like, what y'all are talking about as far as balance and harmony. Um, what about when your job thinks that you're supposed to work more than they're paying you for? So, I'm sorry, I, what? When you? So, a little more detail. So I work at University of Maryland, Kia, um, and I my, I work at UMD, University of Maryland. Oh, well, hey, girl. Hi. <laughs> but so... Um, I'm, this is my first full-time role, and I'm trying to be serious about my time and managing my calendar. And I'm like, okay, y'all pay me for 37 and a half hours, right? But my supervisor's like, oh, yeah, well, I think 40, 40 hours is a great place to start as far as, like, how much you'll work. But for me, that's a great place to end because that's where the, the money stops. So how do you navigate that? <laughs> but how do, you, how do you navigate that as a young black woman in your first full-time role all the people above you are white, and they like, I don't want to be a slacker. I don't want to be seen as the girl who doesn't, like, f finish the job, but y'all aren't paying me. So, and there's also, like, the cultural taxation that comes with being the only black person in the office. I'm already doing more emotional labor, so how do I navigate that? Well, first of all, that's illegal. <laughs> first of all, like, well, they, they got to pay exempt. you some sort of overtime, unless your salary, and then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Oh, she's exempt. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I think it is about, I mean, because you very clearly articulated here, you know, what you're committed to do. Mm -hmm. I think, for me, I think it's about just having a conversation, and but being prepared for whatever the outcome of that conversation might be. Um, if you, and, and, and getting it down, trying to be as specific as possible, um, Maybe, you know, get in, go into the conversation being willing to be specific about, you know, lying out. This is what I'm going to do while I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to work with you guys on figuring out how we can maximize that time. But, you know, I have, you know, other priorities, other things happening in my life such that I really have to be, you know, true to the time that's outlined in my, my position description. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you can find a way to finesse it. Um, but you just got to be real careful about your language. And again, you know, these, in, these uh, environments can be tricky and risky, especially for us as women of color. Um, so that's why I say practice, you know, whatever language you decide you, that you're going to use. You might want to run it past a mentor or someone that you trust to see how they respond to it. You know, massage it and get it right where it needs to be. But be prepared and know that whatever happens, you're going to be able to handle what happens. Okay? I hope that's helpful. Yes, thank you. Awesome sauce. Well. That's going to wrap up the Q&A. That is the Q&A. This episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Care Of. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packets right to your door. Just take care of fun online quiz, which asks you about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle choices, and you'll find out in five minutes what vitamins and supplements you need. Then your vitamins will get delivered right to your door in personalized, easy-to-remember daily packs, perfect for a busy, on-the-go lifestyle like mine. 
Vegan and vegetarian supplement options are also available to match your dietary needs, and your monthly subscription box can be easily modified at any time. I've been taking care of vitamins for quite a while. I took the quiz, found out exactly what my needs were, and they shipped the packet right to my door. You're, the pack, the individual packs, you can throw them right in your purse or in your overnight bag if you're staying, you're traveling on business like I usually am. They're super convenient without having to carry around those clunky bottles all the time. I absolutely love it. The, the quiz is fun and easy. Everything is super convenient, um, and I love it. So for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter the code word GROWN. That's TakeCareOf.com, code word GROWN, for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Do we have time to be petty? Yes, we can be petty quickly. All right, you want me to go? Yes, you go. I talked about this today on Instagram if y'all had saw my post. I was at the Whole Foods, and I got in the car. And you know how sometimes you just need to just catch your breath? You've been running. Got in the car, I catch my breath. I didn't even turn the phone on. I mean, turn the car on yet. Another person, I understand it was a packed parking lot. I get that. I, before I could turn the car on, another person was waiting for my spot, and he honked the horn. So I said, now we both going to have to die waiting for me to leave. <laughs> Because I'm really just not even capable. Like, bruh, don't honk your horn at me. Don't, if I'm about to hit something or if something is about to hit me, then you honk your horn. But you don't tell me to hurry up. Nah. I was here first. You got to wait. He probably did one of them real passive girls like toots, right? I was just like, I, I at first I was like, did he? And I said, well, and I listened. I looked at him and didn't turn the car on like. I wish I would. I wish I would move. I did. I called somebody. I was on FaceTime. Like, yes. Yeah, girl, I'm about to go. Um, <laughs> Don't do that to me on the street because I'm going to go real slow. <laughs> Tristan likes to go real, real slow. And then when the light's about to turn, when the light turns red, he goes so that the person is stuck mm-hmm. behind him. Like, we don't have time for these games. Don't honk your horn at me. That's my petty peeve. What's yours? Uh, my petty peeve um, is for Chick fil A. What? Not the Lord's Chicken. You're not going to talk yeah. about the Lord's Chicken? Chick-fil-A is served in glory. It's not really aimed at Chick-fil-A. It's more so like this new generation, which I feel is like people who are younger than everybody here. Because this new generation is the first generation to ever ruin Chick-fil-A. What? In all of my history of eating that good Christian chicken. The Lord loves it. That good, hateful Christian chicken. It's so delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. As XD said, it's the hate that makes it so tasty. So good. So good. <laughs> So, so good. They, so good. This is the first time in all of my life Chick-fil-A's been out of sauce. Chick-fil-A ain't never out of nothing. Sauce. All of it. Ketchup. Call cor- Polynesian. Call corporate. Sweet, spicy sriracha. You got a call corporate. Someone, mm-mm, call corporate. I, I was pr- so, I was like, y'all are out of ketchup? 
Y'all are out of poly- Polynesian sauce is your staple. What did they say? Did you they tell like, them? They were like, we don't, we just don't have any more. Oh, I was like, this clothes. is why New York didn't deserve no That's Chick-fil-A. right. I said that from the beginning. Because I was like, when I was excited, as a native New Yorker, I was excited about Chick-fil-A going to New York and, and being the reality New York City. Said and then it. I was like, but honestly, who would work there? Because we don't do that. First of all, who's get, who in New York is getting ready to go, it's a great day at Chick-fil-A. Never. How can I help you? Never. Nobody. And they don't. Never. And now they're ruining. There's no sauce. They forgot my sandwich. Chick-fil-A's never forgotten anything in my meal. I'm telling you, it's this generation. You need to get the number of this store. I I would get the number, and I would really call corporate and file a complaint. I mean, a full-time complaint. Like, I know you all have standards. They probably going to send you a gallon of Polynesian sauce. They better. They better. If they send you some lemonade, just send it to me. (laughs) I will. I'll split it with you. That's how much I love you. And that is the end of the show, y'all. Listen, y'all. I really, really, really hope that you guys have enjoyed yourselves. Um, We have really had a good time up here. I was scared to death, but we had an awesome time. We want to thank Brittany Packnett. Yes. For being brilliant and beautiful. And for singing Life Jennings with us. She got up here and got right in formation. I mean, didn't she? She knew what it was. I love us for real. I do. I love us for real. I also want to thank... You shut up, Lee Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank my best friend, Latoya Danielle, for being our hey. host. Listen to Analog Girl. Listen to Analog Girl podcast and get your whole lives. We want to thank Zen in a Jar. Absolutely. I hope you all Nikki, got some smell listen, good. Listen, get you some of that body, honey. Honey, you... <laughs> You're going to get chose, I'm telling you. If you're not chose, you're going to stay chose. We also want to thank um, Terrell Maurice yes. of Duafe Holistic Hair for beating our faces. On the beat. He's not here. He had to leave. But make sure you guys check out Duafe Holistic Hair if you live here in Philly. Also, um, their sister store, The Sable Collective, which is, which is connected. And one of my personal favorites. Yes. And um, in the meantime... I think you all should drink your water. Yes, and, and moisturize and continue to mind your business, why, sis? Because your black's going to crack if it's dry. Bye. Thanks again to The Hate You Give for supporting this week's podcast. The Hate You Give, based on the New York Times bestseller by Angie Thomas, hits theaters everywhere on October 19th. When Star Carter's best friend is shot at the hands of police, she must find her voice and stand up for what's right, all while navigating two separate worlds the mostly black neighborhood where she lives, and the mostly white prep school where she attends. The Hate You Give opens in select theaters on October 5th and everywhere else on October 19th. Check it out.